You're checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome into the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, and builders, and artists in the NFT, and pitchers in the NFT space. Uh, today I'm chatting with Tommy Wilson, NFT artist and professional pitcher in the Baltimore Orioles organization. We'll be discussing being able to balance both professional lives, his latest drops and upcoming releases, NFTs and sports, and much more. Tommy, I appreciate you taking your busy schedule uh, that is being a professional pitcher and, and stopping by the studio today. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me. So how do you, let's just get started with it. How do you balance both, man? You're in the midst of your season right now. Uh, obviously the middle of the, the MLB season, like how do you manage uh, your season just being a professional pitcher to start off with? Uh, yeah. I mean, the baseball side of things, I guess I'm used to, right? Like been doing that since, uh, since 2018, just kind of like the normal schedule of like, showing up to the field at like 1 or 2 p.m., leaving the field at like 11, 12 p.m., or 12 a.m., I guess that would be. Um, so that was already busy um, in the first place, and then throw NFTs into it, and it's a, it's a whole other story. So just trying to stay on top of everything as much as I can. How's the uh, professional athlete life treating you right now? I know you said that you're currently, you know, on the injured list and you're looking to rehab. So you're down in Florida right now. Yeah. How's uh, life as a professional pitcher as is? Yeah. Right now. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm injured, which is, you know, not the best thing. Not what anybody wants. Um, so I'm rehabbing uh, down in Florida, which gives me a little more time um, on the art side of things. Um so, you know, trying to do as much as I can on, on that uh, front. But, yeah, baseball's good, man. I mean, I can't complain. Um, just trying to get healthy, get back out on the field, and um, and do my thing hopefully soon. Yeah, shouldn't be too much longer. Okay. We'll get into that, uh, that guest background here in just a second. I want to hear how uh, you kind of got drafted and how you found NFTs and stuff. I want to give a quick shout-out to to the Pirates, though. Unfortunately, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm wearing my jersey. I, I'm, a, I'm an adopted fan. I moved there like four years ago, and okay. I kind of took them as my, my hometown team as such. So I got to go to a lot of Pirates games at PNC. For sure, you're repping. Yeah, they hey, they're having a good series against the Dodgers right now, so they're they're playing some good baseball. Yeah, my, my buddy said if we're playing if we were playing the Dodgers every game, we would be like 139 and, and 29 or something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's something about those teams when they when they play a good team. It's like they just decide to turn it on, you know. Absolutely, brother. So let, let's. I want to hit a, a couple of like current market updates. Uh, I want to and want to get your take on like how you think the NFT market's going now. Obviously, like we said, you're you're a professional pitcher, but you're also doing the NFT thing, so you're having to stay up on the space. What do you make of the bear market uh, like happening right now? Are are we coming out of it? I know. The, there was a big open sea uh, piece that just hit uh, Nate Chastain, who is the uh, co-founder or he was high up in the, in that uh, you know organization. He just got federally charged uh, as well. Solana's down, so things are just burning to the ground as we speak. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, it's been wild. I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I guess when things will you know turn around. I'm sure it won't be. Uh, that much longer but i think every time that we go into like a you know quote unquote mini bear market or whatever you want to call it um i think it's a super cool chance for me and a lot of artists to like really like lock in on on their art and um you know stay focused on on what they do best and kind of like able to just like block out the noise because everybody's just like you know full panic it's like okay great like i'll spend a little less time on twitter a little more time on my art you know what i mean so um 
I've always found it to be a good opportunity to kind of to really take a take a, a leap, I guess, with with my art and um, and lock it in. So who knows? We'll see. I'm I'm kind of trying to just focus on my own thing uh, for for now. So we'll see what happens. I, I promise that we'll get to that here, Tommy. But I do want to ask one last question before we get into like your background. Uh, like, what are you investing in, or what had you invested in uh, while we were kind of in that bull run? Were you like? super heavily invested in the the nft art market did you get into the pfp movement yeah i i got pretty i got pretty into the pfp movement i thought it was fun um i think uh one of the first pfps i bought where i was like okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna take a chance here um actually no like a little further back i bought a cool cat like that was my first ever like uh, PFP purchase. I remember I bought a cool cat for like 0.8 and then it like the next day they like jumped to like 1.6 or 1.8 and I was like, oh my gosh, like what's going on here? So I sold it. They obviously proceeded to go to like 10, 15, whatever it was. Um, and then I bought a doodle like shortly thereafter, okay. which I was like, so you had some good advice. Yeah, it, it gets better though. It gets better. Um, I bought a doodle like the day they uh, revealed just because I thought they were sick. Like I loved the art. I was like, these are really cool. Like I'm just gonna buy one because I liked it. Um, still have it. So and I still love everything that their their team is doing. And then my biggest bag, like kind of accidentally, uh, was the Clone X because I bought the uh, Fawosha shoes like way back um, with Fawosha's nifty drop with artifacts like a long time ago. And from that, I was able to get like six clone mints um ended up selling two uh and yeah so i still have a few clone x's and actually have an unrevealed one still so we'll see if i uh, can hang on to that or not <laughs> yeah we you took some profits though that's i i commend you for that a lot of us yeah. dgens don't do that you know we just kind of hold and we become long-term bag holders in that sense so yeah i wasn't really too like i was like yeah this is probably gonna be a bad move but like you know like everybody says, you know, like it's always good to take a little profits. Everybody's got IRL stuff. I'm having a baby soon here. So nice. Congrats. You know, it is what it is. Congratulations. You, Appreciate it. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to Ronan the Collector, too, because we had you on all the way back light years ago Literally. in like 2020 yeah. <laughs> when he had i forgot what he even called it it was like an artist spotlight series that we have still on the, the, this channel we we dabble here in the art sector of course but quick shout out there and, and also shout out to you man for for i mean being a two-year vet at this point <laughs> yeah dude big shout out to ronan one of the first people that i ever like i think well one of the first people i ever like actually jumped on a call with from the nft space back in like june or july 2020 um and then yeah dude like what, what a ride i'm almost i'm coming up on my two-year anniversary quote unquote of my first uh nft drop so that's pretty crazy and and yeah ronan was there at the very start what a guy do you have a uh, a two-year anniversary uh like drop plan or anything like that anything special in mind not this year i did like a one-year thing last year which was fun um uh, but i don't have anything planned for the two year um i'll probably do like a one and then like fifth year or like a 10 you know i don't know something like that 
but uh, but nothing planned for the for the two year this year. I really like the way you've experimented as an artist. Like your latest Mad World drops are what I envision, like Lad City, which is the the kind of like environment that we've always like said that we've been in, uh, which is like a cyberpunk uh, city vibe. And I, I really really like the Mad World drops. But you you experiment with everything. You've done sports drops. You've done physical merch. You've done all of these cool things in your time in in the space and. I just want to commend you uh, there, but I don't want to pat you on the back too much. We don't, this isn't just a let's 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 blow smoke uh, podcast, man. Let's go into your background a little bit here and, and talk about kind of how you found the NFT space. I'm interested in that that MLB connection, you know, the conversations that you're having with other professional athletes, too. So tell me how you kind of found the NFT space, man, and then uh, how you transitioned to kind of today. Yeah, for sure. So um it started uh, when our season got canceled um, in 2020 uh, because of COVID. Um, and honestly, like I was just looking for for jobs um, to obviously, you know, provide for the family and whatnot, just because like baseball shut down. That's my main gig. Um, so I was like doing the whole like Indeed thing, looking at, you know, different jobs. And I like really wanted to get into like some sort of creative thing because I had done a podcast. I've done YouTube. Um, I had done some art stuff kind of my whole life, just dabbling. So I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something like that. Um, and then, uh, one day I was looking through Twitter. I don't know how it popped up. I think somebody I followed retweeted, uh, Micah Johnson's tweet. He, um, tweeted out that he was looking for, uh, help on a project, um, with After Effects, which is like a, um, video editing software, um, kind of an animation software. And I had I knew how to use it, and he was specifically asking for a minor leaguer because he knew he knows the grind, um, and he knew kind of what we were going through at the moment. So I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. I'm a minor leaguer. I know how to use After Effects." Um, so I messaged Micah, and I was like, "Hey, dude, like I could help out." Um, and then sure enough, it was um, just helped him out animating a, a portion of his first. Uh, I think it was his first drop uh, on Nifty Gateway, um, which was like Nifty Gateway drop number three or whatever um back when they had numbered them and uh and yeah so i helped out micah um and then was like dude this is sick like why not like jump in and do my own thing and and make my own art um so yeah so big shout out to micah man i mean he's killing it um but yeah, big shout out to him for. for was it on that Aku drop? Am I am I getting that right? It was the it was the George Floyd uh like tribute piece. Him and uh, Matt Caesar. Um, yeah, so it wasn't wasn't Aku yet, just yet. How has Micah been uh, supportive of you, like throughout your kind of? Ha- have you guys stayed in contact since you've been in the NFT space, or did he kind of like get you in, and then you guys have just kind of, uh, you know, stayed in contact there? Yeah, I mean, we we stayed in contact for the first like uh, I would say a couple months. He uh, he helped me get on Super Air. Uh, help me get in contact with those guys um and then yeah and then it kind of just like fizzled out we kind of just ended up doing our own thing uh, but i got to meet him in miami um at art basel which was really cool um and yeah so you know we uh we uh we'll say hi here and there and whatnot and uh and yeah we're kind of each doing our own thing now yeah the minor league piece is is interesting too man i feel like there's a lot of similarities between NFT artists that are trying to make it and MLB p- pitchers in the minor league trying to make it. Is there some kind of synergy there uh, between those two lives? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, I think like there's obviously a large uh, discrepancy between minor league pay and major league pay. Um, 
so minor league, all you know, most minor leaguers are, are really grinding um, to support their family and to, you know, to make a living. And I think that like, depending on where you're at, like when you're joining the NFT space, it can be pretty daunting. Um, like as an artist, if you don't already have a big following, um, to get into the NFT space and like even like a uh, 0.01 or 0.02 sale can be like really big, right? Um, so I think there's a level of that um, kind of like working your way to the top kind of mentality. Um, but, you know, uh, it's a little different, I would say, just because of the competitiveness of baseball. And I try not to get too competitive with NFTs because that's not really what I'm here for. Uh, but obviously there's that portion of my brain that's like crazy competitive. Um, so, yeah, so they, they definitely have their similarities. But, um, but yeah. How has that manifested itself in like a day to day? Like, give me an example of when you got too competitive for NFTs and you were just like, I need to. This is not it like that. We don't need to be doing this here. I think I think it was when I was getting too into like the PFP trading and like like just trying to, you know, invest in like like thinking I could thinking I had this whole market figured out, you know what I mean? And like, oh, I know the next board ape, I know this, I'm going to be, you know, trading every day. And I was like getting really like too into it, um, which like took away from my art stuff. Um, so it's just me getting competitive and seeing other people making trades and stuff. And I was like, oh, like I could do that. I could, I could trade better than this guy. You know what I mean? So um, definitely had to had to tone that down a bit for sure. You mentioned the trading taking away from your art. I'm also interested in this balance between being a pitcher and being an artist, right? Like balancing those professional lives. Do you feel like maybe spending too much time on NFTs trickles its way into your time as a pitcher and vice versa? Like, do you does that kind of battle at you like on a day to day or a week to week basis? How do you balance it? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's um, it gets a little tricky. Uh, I wouldn't say that like, I think the the hardest part was when I first like when I first came back to baseball from doing NFTs essentially full time during COVID because I was doing NFTs full time basically besides like working out and throwing still for baseball um, up until like June of 2021 was when I first came back to baseball and then doing nfts and it was like holy cow like how am i supposed to like make any art like during season like i have no time like i was i was lugging my giant pc on the road with me like <laughs> desktop oh because of the software yeah that's got it right yeah because i didn't like i hadn't purchased a like a higher quality laptop yet which i have since purchased for going on the road um so yeah so it was just kind of a mess and like i i was pretty unmotivated art wise um so I definitely like hadn't really got it figured out yet. So that was that was tough, I would say. But since then, I think I've kind of got a balance and like know how much time I need to spend on my art and like how to keep a balance. And you know what I mean? So um, I think I got it relatively figured out. But for those first few months of trying to like balance, it was definitely weird and tough for sure. I, I feel like in sports, it's pretty tough to or I, I guess easier to, to judge success, right? Like you can even look at statistics and say, Hey, I'm improving here. I need to improve on this other piece because I'm, you know, it's neg like it's lower in this category, yada, yada, yada in art. How do you manage your success? Like how do you manage in both look at, Hey, I'm actually improving. Like what's your metric there? Yeah. I think like at this point, of my like NFT and art journey, I've gotten to like a good space where like 
my gauge of success is like the piece that I envision in my mind and like executing it, right? Like, can I make a piece of art that I like am really into? And like, this is exactly what I wanted to make and I, I execute it, right? Cause like, you can only get so invested in making sales and, and who's making what sales and why am I not making sales, right? Um, and I think that I've learned that like some aspects of the NFT space have zero to do with the art and then other aspects of the NFT space are 100% about the art, right? Like I've noticed like a huge uptick in in my sales when I actually got to the point where I wanted to get to like in my 3D work with making these large scale cities um, that I've been trying to make for a while but haven't really gotten to that like point where I wanted to get to. And then once I got to that point, it was like, oh, I'm making big sales now. Um, so, so I think it's just like putting your like putting your mind in whichever zone you want to be, right? If you want to be somebody that's focused on the art, I think that you'll have, you know, success in making the art that you want to make. But if you're going to be focused on the sales, like, you know, I don't know, that's like a, that's like a slippery slope and, and takes away from the art. So I've tried, I've tried my best to, to stay focused on, on making sweet art. And, um, and that's kind of like what I've been doing. So, and it's been awesome. I hesitate to even use this buzzword utility, right? But there's this idea yeah. that like utility needs to be baked into any NFT asset, whatever sector that you're in, whether that be art, gaming, yeah. music, all this stuff. How do you view utility as an artist uh, and, and into your pieces? Yeah, I think um, I think there's room for it. And I think that that's like a cool aspect of NFTs and being able to see who owns what piece and not having to like, track them down in the physical world right like i'm able to just like airdrop a collect or something if i want to um so i think that like um there's definitely room for it i don't think anybody is like you know has to have any utility especially artists who are focusing on their art um but yeah i mean i'm always uh like have i always got in the back of my mind like how can i you know, reward a collector. Um, it's definitely not like the first thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about my art first. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do like collectors drops and like airdrops here and there. Um, just because I think it's a fun aspect and, and a fun way to use the technology. Um, but I'll definitely stay art focused because I don't think there's any real, uh, necessity to have utility to art. So, and there never has been. So, um, so yeah, I mean, um, I think it's cool, but not necessary. Yeah, I love it, man. Guys, we are uh, here on the Nifty Q Show. Of course, this is on YouTube. We are live right now. I'm going to get to some of these awesome comments here in a sec. But we also uh, post these 24 hours afterwards on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm sitting here with Tommy Wilson, who's taking a break from his life as a as a professional pitcher and is talking NFT art and and his journey. Uh, okay, part of your journey here it looks like Crypto Buffalo saying true story. I went one in three with a double against Tommy Wilson on MLB The Show in 2022. Or 22. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I thought he was about to say like in real life. I was like, what? Like, who do I... Like, who do I not know here? But that's awesome. I, I'm all here for it. I was so stoked to get in the video game, man. That was like a dream come true. So that's great. I love to hear it. Tell me about that experience. Man. Were you, did you like buy the game and you knew you were in the game? So you, you were like ready for it or did it just pop out? Like, how? tell me about that event. I think um, I had no idea, honestly. I like I didn't know. Like, I know they put some minor leaguers in there, usually top prospects and whatnot. Um, I've never been a top prospect. So I kind of just like... I used to play the game pretty, pretty religiously, like, um, when I was younger. Um, and then a, a friend of mine sent me a Snapchat of me on the game. 
Um, so that was really cool. And it actually looked, it looked pretty much like me. Did I get your features right? I was pretty impressed. Yeah. Like blonde, you know, blonde hair, blonde beard. It was pretty solid. So, so that was really cool to see for sure. That's awesome, man. So let's, let's get back into this timeline a little bit. You found NFTs. Uh, you mentioned like talking with Ronan was a big impetus on, you know, getting involved. You mentioned, uh, getting with Johnson, uh, when he was doing his, uh, drop as well. Take me through that timeline of the last two years, uh, up to today, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had my first, um, nifty gateway drop or I reached out to nifty gateway. Once I did that, um, once I helped Mike out with his drop, I reached out to nifty gateway. Um, I ended up having my first drop in like mid June of 2020. Um, and yeah, I was doing predominantly sports art, um, for probably six months to a year. Uh, about six months, I would say. Like the first six months of my my NFT journey, I was doing sports art, um, and then it got to a point where like I realized um, that I didn't want people to buy my art for who I was portraying. I wanted people to buy my art because they liked my art, right? Um, so, and then like throughout my journey, I was watching these like guys, these 3D artists make these incredible scenes, um, like Carlos Marcial, who, who does the Infinity Rooms, Gavin Shapiro, who does these crazy like loops with these animals. Like those were the first two that I saw where I was like, wow, that is like incredible stuff. So I was like, all right, why don't I try and get into 3D art um, if I don't want to do sports art anymore? Um, so then I dabbled with some, some 3D art. It, it was like a super steep learning curve. I'm not gonna lie. It took me a while to to really to really hone it in and, and figure it out um and then i i i knew i eventually wanted to create these like cyberpunk type cities um just because i had seen um some artists in the space doing that i was like wow that's really cool i love this theme i love this style i would love to make something um similar to that um so yeah that took me another i don't know how many months like i've been almost doing 3d now for like a year and a half i would say um, so yeah, so since then, um, after those first six months, I started doing 3d art, doing it pre- predominantly on, uh, on super air and, uh, and yeah, I mean, a whole lot happened in between there, like lots of different drops. Um, got to collab with Pete Alonzo, which was really cool. Um, a whole lot of stuff happened in there, but, uh, but yeah, I'd say that was the main, um, the main thing in my head when I think of myself doing NFTs was my transition into into 3D art um, has been super fun. So, did you have any imposter syndrome there when you first like started to release these pieces of art? You're like, I am not that good at this. Like, are people going to be you know picking up on this, or how are they going to react? Yeah, 100. percent I mean, I still do to this day. Like, I'm like every day. I'm like, man, these people probably think I'm just some some grifter baseball player that's just like you know, just here for, you know, a quick buck or whatever. So every day it's, it's tough. Um, definitely get some of that imposter syndrome, but, um, but I think like overall, I, I try to like go back to, um, the thought of that. It was like kind of my journey in 3d, like, but I like minted it all on the blockchain. Right. It wasn't like I got good at 3d for a year and then I started minting. I just kind of like minted my journey along the way. Um, which was fun and definitely like, daunting because i know like some of like looking back at some of my first 3d pieces it's like like that's like you know it was cool like don't get me wrong and it's definitely like i look at it as more of like a like a younger like a rookie card kind of deal right like it's not like it was like they they believe those collectors believed in me before i got to where i am today and i think that's super cool um 
and I'm ha- I'm happy ultimately that I did mint you know my my journey along the way. So so it's been fun. These, these Mad Worlds drops are absolutely getting. Uh you know, insane too. I mean, Ronan was trying to pick one up and then I think it eventually went for like seven ETH or something. So they're getting like relatively expensive. Is there a point as an NFT artist where you would say, Hey, I've reached, you know, a certain floor price or a certain price in my art where I know, you know, that I can maybe make this a full-time gig. I'll just do this or, you know, vice versa. If you like start, if you get, you know, called up to the Orioles, are you putting the NFT scene on hold? How does that all work? Yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, I it would I feel like it would be difficult for me to ever go full time in NFTs just because um, there's never well full time financially into NFTs because there's never ever a guarantee that I'm going to make any sale. Um, so I don't think I could ever go you know 100% in financially just because I still need to provide for a family and whatnot um so yeah I think that they'll I mean I'll always be doing it though like no matter if I'm making sales or not just because I've become obsessed with making these cities and and making this artwork and minting it is like such a satisfying experience the whole deal is just is fantastic so I'll never like I'll never leave the space especially like if I make it to the major leagues and whatnot um but yeah I mean there's definitely an aspect uh, or like a thought where I'm like, okay, this could, you know, potentially be like my, I mean, right now it's my main source of income being a minor leaguer. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think that there's like a dollar amount, um, where I would say, Hey, okay, now I can go in full time in NFTs. Um, but I mean, I'm sure, yeah, obviously there's some artists out there who know they're going to be making sales, you know, you know, forever. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, I think I just love baseball and, and art too much to, to select one or the other you know what i mean so um i'm just doing doing both because i love both so yeah i want to touch on this mad world drop that we keep referencing if you guys haven't looked at it i mean you've got the super rare hat on right now the those have been those have been dropped on super rare Um, amazing detail in these in these cities man like take me through the creation process and like what you're thinking about because in my mind when we had you know thought about lad city what mad world looks like is almost what I would expect, right? Like what I have seen in my mind, you know, put out on a canvas. So what are your, what is your thought process when you're like creating these, these gigantic cities with so much detail? Yeah. Um, I think it all, it all starts in my head with an idea. Um, specifically like the mad world one, I just pictured like a massive city that is both like top and bottom. Um, so like, skyscrapers coming out of you know like almost like a uh not like a dome like a dome but without sides so it's like a parallel world that's kind of like infinite so i just kind of like imagine something up um i just imagine this guy you know like sitting on his like loft which is like his you know condo apartment or whatever in this like crazy upside down world and he's kind of like looking off into the distance like in a slightly you know frustrated manner but looking at like the the potential of uh of like what is out there um so it kind of all just starts in my head of of picturing it and then i just have to like jump in my 3d application and kind of just start start playing with it i did like a few iterations of this one actually and like the first few were like terrible so it took me (laughs) took me a few tries to get the right like camera angle and whatnot but that's pretty 
pretty par for the course on most of my pieces. What's the imagery with, with the singular person? Is that like how you view, is that yourself? Is that somebody in the, do you want somebody to like experience it, that being them or how, like, I'm, I'm just interested in being that the focal point of the image almost. Yeah. I would say uh, a pretty good amount of them. I imagine as myself, um, kind of like the, uh, I did it. I'm doing a series on, on nifty gateway called a kid can dream. Um, and it's like this little boy looking off into these mega cities. Um, and like the story behind it is that like he, uh, is, he wants to be like a, uh, a motorcycle racer basically, but, um, he's basically looking off into this giant city. He has huge dreams and aspirations. Um, and I see that like as myself having dreams and aspirations in, in baseball and, uh, and art, um, so yeah, so I'd say sometimes it's me, sometimes it's just uh, a character I want to portray. And I think it, having the person there adds a sense of like the, the scale and, uh, the, the overwhelming city that I'm trying to portray, right? It's like, wow, this person is such a small portion of this world that I'm building. Um, but also they have, it also, it always seems to come back to like having dreams and aspirations. So that's kind of like where I, that where that person is coming from. Yeah, I want to apologize to all the audio listeners uh, who are not able to see what I'm pulling up on the screen, but I've got those pieces. The the piece that uh, th- that Ronan was bidding on, what was the name of that one with the guy sitting down uh, there on the street? Yeah, that was okay. burnout. I, I so that one. I thought that was a great representation of of the the, the scale that you mentioned, right? Because it's it's a visual yeah. representation of how massive sometimes this NFT space has gotten, especially the people that have been around for two years and plus. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to trying to get at because I was literally feeling burnt out. I was like, holy cow, man, like like being on Twitter all day and like doing trying to do everything and like um, managing my social medias and my Discord and, and making art and doing baseball. Like everything just felt like super like just felt like too much. And I was getting I was getting burnt out. So I was like, all right, like, why don't I make it? Why don't I make an art piece about it? Um, so yeah, I put that little, um, motorcycle rider like sitting there and it's kind of like the, the play on words of like a, doing a burnout with your motorcycle. Um, and then like being burnt out in, in the space. So, uh, so yeah, that was the, that was the motivation behind that one. Um, and yeah, Ronan, you know, he did his best, but ended up losing out, but it's all good. I, I can't thank him enough for bidding on it. Nonetheless. Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to the chat here. Louis C rhymes, hash rhymes. Uh, that's interesting. Both ending with rhymes, uh, prodigy DJ Savage crypto Buffalo, of course, who, who knocked that, uh, one of three on you and a, and a double, uh, Matt Radke digits, uh, asthma die. Thank you guys for showing up, uh, here today. Uh, definitely comment along if you want me to ask any questions uh, to Tommy here. So I, I want to stay in the art a little bit longer. I had planned to talk about how MLB is doing their you know, NFT drops and what your thoughts are on, on sports NFTs, but I want to stay in the art, man. Like there was a, a, you, you were doing like a challenge about some type of hint that was happening inside of the city. Like, tell me a little bit about like the details within these cities, right? Cause there, there's a, there's Asian influence in there, like down to like even the smallest detail. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. So I get a lot of inspiration, um, from this city in Hong Kong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher the name, so I'm not even gonna try. Uh, but I kind of get got into this rabbit hole of this one city and it's like everything is just like stacked on top of each other, like apartment complexes and hotels and buildings and like shops. And it's like super, super packed on top of each other. So that's kind of where that that Asian inspiration comes from. 
Um, and then, yeah, the details honestly are just like a fun thing for me to like throw little things in there that like I know most people aren't going to see. Um, I like to throw my crypto in there um, just because why not? That's a fun thing. Um, is he always in there? It's in it's in. I want to say like the last two or three of them. I, I threw it in there. Um, I'm looking. And then, yeah, and then I threw in that little uh, that little sticker from uh, Alpha Centauri Kid, his drop that he had on on Christie's, which I thought was brilliant. Where like uh, I think it was Punk Six Five Two Nine bought his piece, and then like as soon as he bought it, it like changed to that little Pepe holding the, the balloons, um, and I just loved that. So I like turned that into like a little sticker on the uh, on the top left like up in the up in the corner just for fun i figured nobody would see it but I, I i had to point it out just because uh it was fun to throw in there so i just like to throw little little details in there and just for kicks love it man what's the upcoming drop uh schedule here for you are you do you work on like a timeline what's the what's a schedule for an artist look like i guess it changes from artist to artist right but for yourself what are we what can we look forward to yeah, I don't I think I, I don't really like plan it out very much unless it's like with uh, a different uh, like brand like Nifty Gateway. That's very uh, planned out and whatnot. But as far as um, my stuff, I like to keep most of my stuff on super rare. Um, I don't have anything like any dates planned. I'm working on stuff. I'm trying to um, build out my Night Rider series a little more, um, which is like a series of uh motorcycle riders like with cool sci-fi helmets that's just purely like a fun um art project for myself um so yeah that's like my i guess my quote-unquote pfp project um that's not really a pfp project it's just just art just for fun uh, so yeah T- tell me about this night rider series because i i love it as a pfp like you yeah. got it as your profile picture right now yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about this. Like, we can, like, what is the floor price for these things? Are you selling them actively? How does that work? Yeah, so I've sold three. I've done them all uh, one at a time, like via 24-hour auction. Just started it at 0.1 ETH just for, you know, to get some more people involved and whatnot. Um, they've all sold from like 0.7 to 1 ETH. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of just like dropping them one, one at a time whenever I, whenever I finish one. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's about it i don't think there's a floor price i think they're all being being held by their respective collectors um marcus stroman actually bought the second one which was really cool um so that's that was big out of him and uh yeah it's just a fun fun project for me that's sick man all right let's transition uh to i think this is good uh we we have a perfect segue into sports nfts we might come back to the art and all and all this other this other stuff we've been talking about of course uh but you mentioned marcus stroman how have you seeing the adoption of nfts within the mlb within maybe your own locker room uh how how have you seen the nft adoption here over the last two years yeah it's it's been interesting um i like still a lot of the guys like on on the teams don't really know much about it um now that i'm with a new team i don't think anybody on the orioles really knows that what, what i'm doing outside of baseball um but i had a lot of friends with the mets that that were kind of like you know, up to date with me and I was keeping them up to date. Like, dude, you got to check this out. You got to check that out, trying to get them into it. Um, but it obviously like most NFTs, it's a pretty, um, high entry price. So a lot of them didn't really like have much interest, but they weren't, they weren't honestly opposed, uh, to it. And they were like super supportive of everything I was doing, um, which was, which was cool. Um, and yeah, and MLB obviously getting into it with, uh, with candy and, and whatnot. So, uh, 
So it's cool. I mean, um, it's great to see adoption. I have a few gripes about it, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's getting there. Gripes about the MLB distribution or the sale that they've gone about. Is that what you mean? How they've gone about the NFT piece? Yeah. So it's mostly um, I the they did a uh, like a future stars drop. Um, this was a this was a while ago when Candy like first came out. They did a future stars drop. Um, and uh, it pulled in like something crazy, obviously like 1.5 million, 1.7 million, something like that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like minor leaguers, you know, like getting, you know, getting paid for NFTs or whatever. Um, really cool way to support minor leaguers because obviously, you know, minor leaguers are, we're all, we're all struggling, you know, we're all not getting paid very much. Um, so I was a little, little hesitant about it though. I was like, I, I'm not really sure like what's going down here. So I actually messaged um, a mutual friend who knew one of the guys on the drop and he hadn't even heard of it. Um, so it was, it was frustrating to see that, um, that those, that group of prospects got zero dollars from that. Um, so yeah, off of a $1.5 million drop. Holy shit. Um, so that was, that was frustrating for sure. And, uh, honestly, like I wanted to collect from candy cause I was like MLB NFT is very cool. And then once that happened, I was super out and uh, I will be until something is, you know, something is done about that because that's a ton of money, obviously, for and the reason that they're making this money is because of those guys. And it's not it's not illegal because MLB owns all of our um, like IP stuff. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, But it's just frustrating to see like the continued usage of, you know, minor leaguers um, getting taken advantage of. So, um, did you catch the latest 30 for 30? I think it aired like last night or something like that. It was on and one basketball and like the and one. Yeah, you should watch it, man, because it t- touches on like how and one uh, took over the street game with like all those mixtapes and the, the the athletes being featured on the and one mixtapes that were selling all of these as they became more viral. They they got nothing on the first volume drop. So I think there's a, an interesting parallel there. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I feel like every sport is trying, of course, like just any like any i guess company in any industry at least that is like forward thinking is trying to get into nfts each going about it in a different way you know like nba of course had that extremely successful platform nba top shot uh launch on flow i think the mlb did some things with wax if i'm if i'm not yeah, mistaken tops, tops, with wax, yeah. tops was on wax like there's other sports obviously nfl all day what do you make of each sports kind of transition into the nft space what do you like about how they've gone about it and what what don't you like besides what we can get into later of course with this with this payment uh of two athletes yeah i i mean i think it's great i think they're all um i don't know it's tricky um i would love to see the first uh sports organization get on ethereum i think that would be super cool um but i don't think that's as cost effective obviously for them um but i think uh yeah i don't know it it's interesting because like you you got to wonder their incentives right like i like how what percent of of the nfl wants to get involved with fans versus seeing oh we can make a lot of money off of nfts you know what i mean so i always have to think about um their incentive behind it and um you know so i think that's where it gets tricky with being on different blockchains. I think that like being on the Ethereum blockchain is a, a clear indicator that they're less in it for the money, if that makes sense. 
um, rather than like building their own blockchain or putting it on flow or whatever, obviously very much more cost effective and whatnot. Um, so I think, you know, I think it's great. And it's obviously like a lot of people love it and the fans love it, which is which is cool. So I don't know. It's it's tricky. Um, I haven't gotten that much into it myself. Um, I did some NBA top shot collecting at the very beginning, um, proceeded to get absolutely wrecked. So you know, <laughs> it is what it is. What What do you like about uh, the NBA top shot platform? Because, you know, just to tra- just to kind of segue here into wax as well with the MLB drop, like I'm not a big fan of wax. I don't really like the way that they went about that drop either. I don't really even trade those assets anymore in general on that chain. But let's let's talk about like what maybe you liked on NBA Top Shot uh, when it was first existing and not wrecking all of us. Yeah, I think um, I liked the the user experience a lot and the user interface. I think it was a really cool pack opening experience with the music and the animations. I think were all really fantastic. Um, and even I thought that the uh, like the line system wasn't the worst. Like I think that there's been much worse drops, and I think that they kind of were starting something that eventually had to get figured out. Um, so I think that was that was cool, and those were all kind of the positives that I took out of it, at least. And it was fun. I mean, it was a, it was a fun experience for a while, um, and kind of like a fun fun new thing. So I would say those were the positives I saw. So so let's talk about wax. We're not going to put the MLB on blast uh, here, but let's. Oh, it's let's... terrible. I tried to get those packs, dude. It was so bad. <laughs> well, let's oh, let's put God. them on blast then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that, I'll put them on blast, man. That was bad. That was so bad. I tried. I tried to get packs on that first drop, and it was like, it was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out. I had to do all sorts. All like, I had to do like five pages of steps just to get to like my complete purchase, and then like I purchased the packs and didn't get any packs, so I had to like go in and get my money back and whatnot. So it was a, it was a struggle for real. Um, but. That's what that's what happens. Got to get got to get on Ethereum, man. Has there been any updates with like the MLB integrating NFTs past that drop? That happened a long time ago, so I'm I'm assuming there have been some other things that have dropped. Uh, that have there been? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I know that uh, Fanatics acquired Tops. I believe they purchased Tops. So I'm not sure if they have any plans of integrating NFTs or whatnot. But I haven't really heard anything honestly since since then and obviously i think that they're doing stuff with candy and whatnot but um that's that's all i know as far as you know that goes so if you have a magic wand you're the commissioner of a sports sports league like the mlb like and you can implement any type of integration and nfts possible what what are some things that you would do if you could wave that wand uh tomorrow and make it happen honestly i think that like i would love to make uh tickets NFTs. Um, there's actually like a massive market for ticket stubs, right? And uh, like even as we saw with the with the Orioles, um, a lot of people are doing digital tickets now, obviously on their phone because it's much easier. Uh, but like last week or two weeks ago, Adley Rutschman made his uh, debut, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want I want the ticket." So they gave out like a souvenir ticket. But it's like, how sick would it be like to get like a NFT ticket, right? And then it's like you don't really have to worry about losing it. Like I know I I personally went to uh, Bryce Harper's debut at Dodger Stadium a while back. Um, and obviously I have no idea where that ticket is, but if it was an NFT, like I could still have it. So that that would be something I think I would I would love to, to do and make like, maybe like a redeemable NFT. Like you have proof that you went to the game so you can get your, your ticket stub as an NFT, right? And then resell it and then you don't have to get it graded and whatnot. So that's what I would do. 
Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I, I got some other pieces here uh, that I want to touch on. I know you only have like 10 more minutes. Uh, I'm interested in these these first athletes that have come out into the NFT space over the past. You know, again, we keep coming back to this two year mark. But Des Bryant is an, is another uh, big athlete that's gotten into this space. There have been a ton uh, that have like tried to champion this idea of let's integrate nfts into sports into football into baseball all these ways from the player standpoint and not the league what is your standpoint there yeah i mean i think i think that's great um i'm not i haven't really been following des bryant much and and what he's doing in that regard but i know he was working with like jimmy and stuff on like a platform or something um but i think it's great i think it's um any step towards like empowering the athletes um is great and getting getting the most value value for them for what they're providing right and not like having the nfl or the mlb suck out the value of the minor leaguers or you know the lesser known football players or and whatnot um so yeah i think any any step in the right direction um is fantastic and uh and yeah hopefully you know des and whoever wants to uh jump in on this this nft scene can uh, can make a cool splash I'm I'm forgetting the name. I think it's the Players Lounge. Uh, this was by uh, Aaron Murray and Keith Marshall. We had them on the on the channel a while back. Have you heard about the Players Lounge at all? I haven't heard of it, dude. You should look this up, man. They're they're actually like because because I think the, the the problem with the non-league NFTs, in my opinion, is like it's going to be harder to scale that, right? Like it, it like how how do you even begin to start talking about scaling when it's each individual player? These guys are doing it with like college athletes. So it's like using the NIL and using uh, like so they started with the Georgia Bulldogs where they launched these these Georgia Bulldogs NFTs, quote unquote, not with like any Georgia stuff on them, but with Bulldogs. And then they added all of these other athletes that were current college players or former. And then they started adding utility to those NFTs. And then they once you do that, you can scale it to. Uh, you know, not UGA, but, you know, I'm an Auburn Tiger. So maybe the all, you know, Auburn, you get it like Bo Jackson or maybe some other lesser known college athletes. I wonder if you couldn't do that for, for college baseball. Yeah, that would be sick. No, I think that'd be super cool. I think that's where like the, the cool part about NFTs and utility comes into play. Right. Like I think like, you know, a minor league baseball player may not be the most savvy with art, right? But he can make an NFT if he's a top prospect, right? And he's like, hey, like you buy this NFT, right? And you can redeem it for a signed baseball or a game used bat or a signed card or something, right? Like some sort of like interaction or like tickets to a game, all sorts of stuff, right? So I think that's a super cool um, aspect of NFTs and, and could be like where that you know, that value for the players comes in. So I, I like that a lot. And you did this with a, a bat, correct? Like you, it was it an NFT specifically that you were able to sell. Like that was also a physical bat that had your artwork on it. Yeah. So that was a, that was a collab with, with Carlos Marcial that we did a while ago. We, we made the virtual bat first. Um, and then like after we minted it, like right after we minted it, we we're like, dude, let's make a, let's make it a physical bat. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, so that was super cool. Yeah. I, t I just took a bat to a, um, like a car vinyl wrap company and I was like, could you wrap a baseball bat possibly? And they were like, yeah, just give us the design. So I was like, okay, perfect. So I, I wrapped the, uh, the physical bat in, uh, in, in my art and ended up selling it with the NFT. So that was, that was cool. And that was, that was a successful sale as well. Like I think it went up to like 20 K or something or like close near it. Yeah. That was, that was my all time high for sure at the time, which was like 10 ETH. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Dude. I was listening to a podcast that you were mentioning this on and it got my wheels spitted, man. I'm like, 
that sounds like a really dope business idea. You know, you could wrap a, you could wrap a, a helmet. You know, I'm a big Cowboys fan. You could wrap a Cowboys helmet with the art of maybe a former player or something like that. I think. Sure. Yeah. You guys. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going off into the clouds right now, man. You got to bring me back down. You're good. You're uh, good. Prodig- Prodigy's bringing us back down. He's saying best question. Who is winning the world series this year? Tommy's prediction. Oh man. I mean, that's a tough question. Um, obviously, Orioles, of course. Um, but other than the Orioles, there you go. Um, Dodgers are looking strong, man. Yankees are looking strong. Um, Giants are looking strong. Uh, who else do we got out there looking looking strong right now? Um, I haven't been following all that much. Um, I'm trying to think who else we got. But but yeah, those those are definitely those are all looking looking strong right now. I mean, the Yankees are kind of a force to be reckoned with right now. So so we'll see if they can they can hang on. I got you. A couple more questions here. It looks like uh, Prodigy's also asking, did you ha- did you get a goblin? Uh, we also had Matt Radke come through saying Irish Players Club and Agrocat saying NFT tickets is a great idea. So did you get a goblin? No, no. I I have this like <laughs> rule with myself that like when I'm buying PFPs like. I have to like the art because like if I get stuck with it, like I don't want to be looking at it in my collection. Right. So I looked at the goblins. I was like, that's got to be the ugliest thing I've ever seen. So I'm not going to buy it. Um, so, yeah, no, have no goblins. And I am not a supporter of the goblin movement. Um, it's oh, pure, man. Really salty, obviously. Um, but yeah, so not for me. What well, aggro cat saying, would you consider using AR in your artwork? Great question. Also shout out to aggro legend. Um, I literally, uh, got on this morning to this new, uh, this new thing called mid journey. And it's like a, uh, artificial intelligence, um, bot that like creates art with your, um, like your words and like you give it a prompt or whatever. Um, so I was literally messing around with that, like about an hour before we got onto this. So, um, might mess around and use it in some of my pieces. I don't know. Um, it was, it's super fun to mess around with and super mind blowing. Like how, how amazing this technology is. Like, I really can't believe it. Um, so yeah, so maybe, I don't know. We'll see. It's fun to play around with. I might, I might end up using it. Yeah. This has been a great conversation. Uh, I always like uh, connecting with people that have been around in the space for, for a minute and, and hearing their backstories and how they've grown in the space. So looking forward to seeing how you evolve, looking forward to seeing your first game in an Orioles uniform. Would love to see that, man. That would be sick. So any, any last pieces you, you want to touch on, uh, before, uh, you, you get out of here. I noticed you didn't mention as well that the pirates weren't in that conversation of the world series, which is completely fine. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, sorry know. about that. Nah, you're good. I understand. Yeah. They're struggling a little bit, but it's all good. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have much. Um, I just thank you for having me on and, uh, yeah. And it's just, uh, stoked to be a part of this space per usual. And just, just very grateful for everybody showing up here in the, uh, in the live stream. Awesome, man. When, if you ever get the chance, we do NFT lives, uh, cause we're getting some comments on what having you on NFT lives are like round table discussions, like four people, right? Anybody could come on and, and join. If you ever want to, you know, join those conversations, talk on the space, we'd love to have you on NFT live, but, uh, just happy to get you on the nifty Q show here, man. So appreciate it yeah man for sure all right guys we are getting up out of here tomorrow we have been from charge particles all right guys see you later thank you man our vibe our tribe later